0: For women's like naked bodies, that was like a way later for me, but I'm trying to think, I don't know. I just remember watching Dr. Quinn and being like, I Who's Dr. Quinn? Like, doc- Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm serious. We're it's... talking about queer television today. You need to know something. Like, <laughs> it was this like, I'm probably wrong. It's probably like 70s or 80s. Maybe it was 90s. I don't know. <laughs> you are in the cult. You don't know these <laughs> I, things. I don't time know was time a periods. All time is the same to me. <laughs> so so it's Jane Seymour- and it's this medicine woman. It's called Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. It's like this frontier medicine woman, and Jane Seymour is still gorgeous, and she's like sixty something. But and uh, I want it to be. I think his name was Sully. I did not pay attention to him. You didn't he, give a fuck about him. I did him. not give a one flying fuck. He was like this very. I he must have been the seventies because he had like long hair, you know, very rugged looking. I didn't give a fuck about him. I just wanted to be him because I wanted to kiss Jane Seymour. And that So was, that's
1: actually the the show that like corrupted you.
0: That was the show that corrupted me. And it was very much like was it been like I think my mom thought it was a little too racy because her boyfriend was
1: Because you were Obsessed, fascinated with it? No,
0: no, because, like, her boyfriend was a little too, like, Wow, every time
1: that show comes on, Evan's, like, licking the television. It's (laughs) really weird. (laughs) I was was
0: obsessed. I was like, this woman is just, I had never seen such a beautiful woman in my life. And, uh, yeah, and my Aunt Sandra was the one who would watch her. And so thank you, Aunt Sandra, for that. There you Um, go. Yeah, she made me. Corrupting
1: children from the cult. (laughs) doing god's work yeah right right (laughs) so evan has an announcement if you'd like to share it
0: (laughs) i guess i'm announcing this uh yeah so i quit my job um i've never done that before i mean obviously i've quit jobs before but i've never just handed a boss my keys or or just walked off the job and been like no i'm done never you're a pro at it uh i've only done it Mm, how Twice. Did you, how did you quit the uh the salon, the orange salon, whatever? I got fired from oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad point in your life, where Paul followed me out to Massachusetts, and then everything went to shit from him immediately. Except for you did find David. Yeah. But other than that, it was very shit. I got
1: fired for no reason too.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> uh, it's probably illegal, but
1: it was definitely illegal. But okay.
0: And then what okay. happened after that? Then you. Was it a Dollar General after that that you went back to?
1: Mm-mm, no, I went to another salon in Hopkinton.
0: Okay, and how'd you quit and that? And
1: I gave them a two weeks. Okay, all right. So it was only twice.
0: All right. So and twice.
1: one was because, well, one, for the same reason you, yeah. but the second one was because it was something I knew I didn't want to do, but I also needed a job in between until I got the job I wanted, and yeah. so I'd only been working there for a week and a half, um, and then... Um they put me on the schedule for 8 nights in a row like closing. Yeah. And then this the job I'm at now called me and was like, "Hey, can you start Monday?" And, and so I was like, uh yes I can. <laughs> Fuck working eight nights in a row. Yeah. That's what you fucking get for being an asshole.
0: Have well, fun. Wait, didn't you quit Dollar General a similar way? Didn't you just like leave your No, piece I gave there? my two weeks. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, I thought I always thought you, you had quit there. No, like. I gave
1: my two weeks. I oh, was very okay. respectful, right. even though I took my vacation time for my second week. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. I was like, it. I have vacation time, I'm using it. Yeah. I don't want to get paid out. I, I don't want to be here. Does.
0: Yeah. No, I get you. No. Yeah, I've never done that before. I mean, I was I was very nice, but like I was just like, I, I, you know I've wanted to be out of retail for a while. And I think I just needed a push to be like, well, now you have to find something else. Because I would have just stayed there forever. Because yeah. the money was good comparatively. The like, money is, you know, what I, I definitely took a pay cut, yeah. but
1: I will tell you that you won't miss it because you're going to feel way better about yourself. Yeah. And you'll actually find that you may have more money. Because when I was there, I was always stressed. So I was always spending money buying things just to feel yeah. better. And then, like once I stop doing that, I like actually have money now. Yeah. Even though I'm making less, it's weird.
0: No, no, that makes a lot of sense because I spent a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of money trying to feel better. A lot of money eating meals, mm-hmm. like because I would be stressed. I would bring a meal, but then I would be too stressed, and when you stress, you want to eat crappy mm-hmm. food. And I spent a lot of money on my employees, which is OK, except for like I was buying stuff for them that the company should have been. Providing right. Exactly. For, you know, like if you work for a decent company, they give you coffee. They yeah. Give you I have water, free coffee you know? and water every day. Exactly. It's not even a question. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm in fucking Providence and you don't have a water fountain or anything. But what are your people supposed to drink? I, I don't know. Whatever. So, yeah. So. So I quit my job right before Christmas so that the was wife funny. was
1: really happy. She's so <laughs> no, she's she's she she actually is supportive. Happy.
0: Yeah, she is. No, she like I mean, obviously there's that fear and uncertainty of what we're gonna do, but like, like we have money and Samantha works, so we're right. not like losing our house. There's nothing like that. Like that's the nice thing about being a little more stable in life is if you need to up and quit your job, then you can. Like right. the sad thing is a lot of people that have to live paycheck to paycheck, they don't have the ability. Like people are like, well, if you don't like where you work, just quit. Yeah, and what? And do what fucking what? Like
1: you in Indiana, what would you have done?
0: Exactly, yeah. I I had no choice. Like, you have to keep working these shitty jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just fortunate in where I'm at today. We have a support system. You know, Samantha has a good job. And so we have a lot of things. Things are a lot different now. Right. So I'm not advocating for you just to up and quit your job. But I am also advocating for you to advocate for yourself. And if you're at a place that does not appreciate you, and not just doesn't appreciate you, like, just... Treats advantage like garbage. of garbage. Yeah, they just treat their their mm-hmm. employees like garbage and trash. And if they do that to you, then you you know you gotta love yourself. Make
1: the best decisions for yourself.
0: Yeah, overall, like overall, look, at, look exactly. at the big picture and draw out a
1: map. Think about things and then yeah. decide. <laughs> yeah, I, I sucked
0: it up for a long time before I quit. Mm-hmm. A long time. So. Yeah, anyways, but yeah, that's my big announcement. So the queer content is going to be great for the next couple weeks at least <laughs> until I find another job. I've got free time, so I'm going to be generating some good stuff. That'll mm-hmm. be good. But yeah. we Should should we ask our audience if they want a Christmas episode, though?
1: Yeah, let us know yeah. if you want a Christmas episode. So uh, because of how busy I am during that time, <laughs> since <laughs> Evan's not employed anymore and he won't yep. be as busy, Um we were thinking it would be better if we just did kind of like a Happy Holiday's episode yeah. rather than a fully dedicated episode. Also, it drops on Christmas. Yeah, it and drops so directly on Christmas too. Day, <laughs> and I don't really know anybody who's actually going to wake up Christmas morning and listen to a podcast. Unless you're a really diehard fan, then like reach out to us because <laughs> like, we want to give you a shout out. You can
0: wait. I will go down and see the Christmas tree after I listen to my your Christmas <laughs> story. You know, if you do that, you're a fan of the day, and um. We'll send you something. We'll send you the sign mug right here that I'm drinking from. There you go. (laughs) Just had my lips all over it. By the way, um, weird segue, but um, Safe Place. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, guys, we're running a holiday promotion for Safe Place. That's the organization that provides Safe Place all across the country. You text for help to them and they get you to a safe place um if you're an at-risk youth you're in a domestic violence situation you just need to get away so you know you're not in a safe environment and you need to get to a safe environment safe place gets you there Mm -hmm. and for every dollar that you raise we said five dollars last time but that wasn't true that wasn't what our video said every dollar that we lie sometimes because we forget we do it's our bad memories every dollar that you donate goes towards a raffle to get a 20 minute facetime with paul and i
1: yep facetime skype whatever you use um and if for some reason you're really bad with technology like Evan and you can't figure it out, we'll give you a phone call. Yeah. If that would be, yeah we you can know, do that. if you know yeah. rather if that. you don't
0: have FaceTime, you're like, I don't know how to get there. Like we'll we'll do some we'll write you a letter and draw <gasps> pictures fun. of our faces in there. And there'll be horrible pictures. But it's the thought that counts. And you know
1: what? One day that's gonna be worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> when I get rich and famous one day, right? you're gonna be like Paul Hobbs drew me this picture yep. and you can sell that shit on eBay for probably like $50,000 at that yeah, point. And it'll be imagine. Paul that
0: buys it back because he's trying to up his street cred, but whatever. <laughs> no, I'd yeah. buy it
1: back and resell it for
0: 75000 <laughs> <laughs> What a dick. He's <laughs> got a fake profile and everything. Uh, but yeah, no, help us honestly raise money for Safe Place. We're running it through December and you can go to our website. We've got a donation link there. You can't donate directly on Safe Place, but send us a picture because we got to know that you donate it. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah.
1: Either, either way you donate, send us a picture because we didn't set up like a payment portal because we wanted to make sure that we weren't taking any additional, like when you process payments, it costs fees. Yeah. So I set everything up to go directly through them. Um, so they're not missing out on any money, not even a penny. So just if you donate, make sure you take a screenshot of some sort, or I don't know if they give you an email, uh, just show us proof and you'll get your raffle, your virtual raffle tickets.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So help us, help us help somebody else. Um, And, yeah, I feel like we talked about a lot of random things.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the correct podcast to be listening to random things. Yeah, you're
0: listening to your queer story.
1: The podcast that inspires peace, love, radicalism, and holiday cheer. Mm.
0: I was reading another uh, email. It was actually an older email that I found when I was going through our emails. And um, a person was talking about how they love the peace, love, radicalism, whatever. See. Uh, yeah, everybody makes mistakes and you know, that's why we're here, (laughs) (laughs) but also, you know, I will say this before we get into our, we're going to get to our show. We're talking about queer television today. Um, but it was nice to reach out to someone. I, I, it's gotta be every week now that we're Mm -hmm. talking to someone that needs help. And
1: so like we always say, it doesn't matter how you reach out to us, Mm -hmm. email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram will always respond Yep. and uh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you know, no. It's just it's nice to be able to connect to you guys. I appreciate you guys reaching out to us and we wanna help you. Like, you know, we if you're in a, a tough situation, we wanna be there for you, we wanna help you. So please you can email us, reach out, like Paul said, any form of connection. We wanna talk to you, get you the help that you need. So don't be afraid to because it's it's nice to get back. You know, we've both been in rough situations.
1: Yes. Yeah. We've both come a long way.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so queer television, you want to start us off today? Sure.
1: In honor of the return of notorious lesbian drama, The
0: L Word. Which I know you've watched every episode of. Every single one. Because you watch so much TV. Absolutely. What do you do in your free time?
1: Play video games, play with my cats. Listen to music, play more video games.
0: One day we can do queer like gaming, but I feel like you're going to have to do the research for that because (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. We
1: actually had somebody request that episode, but it's true. But I just, I don't, I I can find a Wikipedia article and like copy and paste, but...
0: I can look into it and see what I can find. I just know I'm going to have no idea. I'm going to pronounce everything wrong and Paul's going to be like, it's this.
1: Like how you do to me. Like
0: I do with everything else.
1: (laughs) So today we dive into queer TV, covering some of the most groundbreaking moments and influential shows in English TV history. That's right. We're not just taking... uh, Talking. That's I spelled right. that right. We for once. We're not just talking about America in this episode. We're also covering England and Canada, um, as the three countries have heavily influenced each other's television, and we'll be able, we'll be all over the place with genres from documentaries and dramas to sitcoms and reality TV. But let us take you back to where it all began, Canada,
0: 1972. Yes, and I am sorry to Australia. I know we could have incorporated you, but it's just the way that England and Canada are so often linked. Can you hear Samantha's tea in the background? (laughs) I
1: thought I was having like a mental break for a second. I was (laughs) like, that's uh, that's why I was looking around. I was like, does anybody else, do you hear that Evan, am I going crazy? (laughs)
0: So sorry, Aussies, um, but we're we're keeping up north today. Um, Anyways, so before reality TV, there were just docu-series, which is how the first show dedicated to queer people was structured. In 1972, Toronto, Canada's local community channel aired Coming Out a 13-episode series that profiled early gay rights activists and the LGBTQ movement in Canada. The show covered a variety of members in the community and was one of the first positive exposures of queer culture produced on television. So before this, you can look it up on YouTube and we've talked about it. It was just like really scary uh, PSA announcements about how homosexuals. Exactly, homosexuals are ruining it. So this was the first time that someone was like positive. However, coming out was never picked up by any national broadcasting channels, and the series only ran for one season. Yet it opened the door for queer exposure on TV, and possibly inspired all-in-the-family producer Norman Lear to pitch his new idea to the American broadcasting channel ABC. Is that what ABC stands That's for? That's what it stands for. Wow. What did you think it was? I,
1: don't, I literally just thought it was ABC. I thought they were <laughs> like, this is going to be real simple. We're just going to keep it to three letters. Like NBC. Like, like, what does NBC stand
0: for? National Broadcasting Channel. My what do you mind think is. just standing there like, I, all right, buddy, you got to put a name down for your channel. He's like, uh-uh, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, you got to put something down. I don't care. ABC, one, two, three. I don't care, man. Put it down.
1: I literally thought it was just like ABC and NBC. I did not know they stood for something. Why
0: would they, Why would people be putting random numbers down? I don't down? know. Paul.
1: This is America. You can do whatever you want.
0: I know, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. People are like, YQ, yes. I just thought YQ, yes. Yeah, oh, no. Nobody says that. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. Lear was a hip TV producer of the 1970s. The Shonda rhymes of his era, so to speak. For the past four years, he had given audiences one smashing success after another. Starting with On the Family in 1971, Sanford and Sons in 1972, Maud in 1973, Good Times in 1974, and his newest release, The Jeffersons, in 1975. So, it is no wonder producers were willing to take a chance um, on his new show, Hot... Hot... It's
0: okay. So it's hotel. Hoddle? It's, it's, this is probably why it failed. I'm going to be honest. Nobody could, they were nobody like, nobody could what say I- it. It's, it's supposed to be hotel Baltimore, but it's missing the E because the hotel in the thing is missing it, but it's like hot ba- Baltimore and everything I listened to had different pronunciations. People That's are like, Hoddle. horrible. Hotel, hotel, hotel. They're trying to do like a Baltimore accident accent, but it just comes out as hot L Baltimore.
1: That's horrible. <laughs> the sitcom was set in a rundown hotel in Baltimore and featured an array of characters from prostitutes to illegal immigrants. But the most controversial was the older gay couple who lived at the hotel. Because of the content, when Hotel Baltimore debuted in 1975, it was the first show on ABC to run a warning label before every episode. Yet, even with Norman Lear backing the project in ABC, which apparently Apparently stands for American Broadcasting Corporation, right? Company, yeah. Company. To their credit, standing by his side, the show faced harsh backlash. Ratings remained low and protests stayed high. Though the broadcasting company allowed the sitcom to complete its first season, they didn't pick it up again for a second year.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of controversial things, but yeah, they they would run a warning that said this has you know inflammatory mm-hmm. or controversial content. It wasn't the first show on television to do that, but it was the first show on ABC, and people were also the main character was a was a prostitute, mm-hmm. and so people were very upset about that too. So there was a lot of things, but he had a gay couple living in the hotel, and of course, no affection. You just like oh yeah, knew they, they were just gay. you just knew that they were together, exactly, but that's, and that was controversial enough. Right. People were like oh well, wait, wait a minute, buddy. This would be a recurring theme for the next 20 years. Shows prominently featuring LGBTQ characters would make their debut, run for a season, and then get cancelled. In 1977, Gay News and Views aired in Toronto as a talk show meets news segment for the queer community. Kind of like maybe a, um... Like, uh, what's that that called? The Daily Show type thing. Oh, okay. Okay. So the show managed to squeeze in two series runs in the fall of 77 and the spring of 78. But from its inception, there was backlash from every side. Conservatives protested before the first episode ever aired and managed to push gay news and views from the prime 6 p.m. slot to the much later 10 p.m. program time. Complaints also got the show temporarily canceled when complaints from queer viewers and allies Then complaints from queer viewers and allies put it back on the air. So it got canceled, then it got put back on. But eventually the program became too much of a headache for the broadcasting company McLean Hunter, which is a big broadcasting company in Canada, and it was officially canceled in May of 1978. Upon its cancellation, one TV executive stated that gay news and views was disrespectful to the establishment heterosexual community.
1: (laughs) Yes, so you having some form of information on your community is disrespectful to us. Disrespects all the heterosexuals. Because it has nothing to do with us. So therefore, it's disrespectful because we're excluded.
0: Exactly.
1: I literally don't know like what else they could have been mad about. Oh, no, no. There was, there was no other reason. There was yeah. no
0: absolutely no other it's reason. It's not a show
1: exclusively for us like everything else on TV. How dare you think you can take an hour oh, away from you. us? Especially at man. 10 p.m. when we're all up watching TV.
0: <laughs> I love my 10 p.m. shows. <laughs> and the kids are staying up and everything.
1: <laughs> the following year across the pond, Britain gave its first real shot at, at queer representation on TV. The new segment, Gay Life, premiered on Sunday evening at 11:30 p.m. on February 11, 1980. The weekly show ran for one year before being canceled in 1981. But the same year, gay news made its entrance in another show debut that would find more success. The sitcom Agony premiered and managed to run for three seasons, albeit they were much shorter seasons than the American or Canadian 13-plus episode run. Agony only produced seven 30-minute episodes each year, but they packed in a lot for that small amount of time addressing many controversial subjects of the time. Episode features featured talks of drugs, suicide, racism, and homosexuality including the recurring characters of a gay couple who played neighbors to the main character, Jane. Despite its short run, the show was incredibly popular, inspired the American version, The Lucy Arnaz Show. However, we couldn't find out if the show carried the gay characters with it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Agony was like, uh, it's really weird because like shows have gone so long now. Now shows are like 20, 22 episodes. And it, like, but in the 70s and 80s, they were 13 episodes. And then in a, a Britain, of cor- I guess they're just like, no, fuck that. We're just going to do like seven bloody episodes. And Imagine
1: having seven episodes and then you had to wait a whole <laughs> another year for <laughs> a that. A whole
0: year? Yeah. That's a lot. Seven. When I found out episodes. the last
1: season of Game of Thrones was only eight episodes, I was like angry. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Everybody I want like 40 was, more.
0: Exactly. And they, at least they gave you guys, what, like two hour episodes or something? Some of them, but a yeah. lot of them were
1: regular time.
0: Oh, well, these are seven 30 minute episodes. Yeah. So once a week for seven weeks, you had a 30 minute episode.
1: And then you had to wait a whole other fucking, year. fuck yeah. that. Yeah. Get your shit together. It ancient was, people.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, but it was, but so, but this was one of the first shows on television that had a recurring gay character mm-hmm. because, and for... Like during this time, and honestly for the next like 30 years, you at best you would get like an episode or two, a, season, a you know, like a series that focused on queer issues.
1: Yeah, where they like popped in the camera yeah. for a quarter of a second and then disappeared.
0: Exactly. Like, hey, we're here. <laughs> hey, we're here, Okay, and we're leaving. Yep. So yeah, but uh, this had a recurring uh, um, characters. Um, but it's not like America was doing well with keeping any show that portrayed positive queer storylines. Vincent Chevelli had been the first American actor to play a recurring gay character on television. His role as Peter Panama in the 1972 ABC show, The Corner Bar, has been praised for decades. Yet, yet, just like Lear’s Hotel Baltimore, hot Baltimore, which came three years later, the corner bar was shelved after one season. It would be another 16 years before any American TV series would try again with a gay character. And that would come in the 1988 with the debut of the ABC drama Heartbeat. Not to be confused with the British 1992 Heartbeat or the 2016 NBC series Heartbeat. It's a popular name. Apparently. <laughs> They're Not origin, real creative. Right? The original series was a medical drama featuring three female leads with one of the main characters being an out lesbian who had a long-term partner.
1: Wow, long time. Yeah, at that. they're getting real serious. Oh yeah,
0: they were. Um, but I don't think I put it in here. The women never showed any affection. Oh no, never. Are they never touched me? each other, never kissed. But they was like, you
1: know what though? They would have been allowed to do it because they were women.
0: And almost not quite yet.
1: Oh no, not yet. No,
0: not quite yet. No, wow. it would be in a couple more years before they could show any affection like that. Wow. Yeah.
1: In many ways, the show is groundbreaking by making a main character a lesbian. However, the actresses who played the lovers were never allowed to show intimacy, unlike their straight counterparts. Still, the show got people talking. In a pre-debut interview, People Magazine ran an article titled, Is Primetime Ready for Its First Lesbian? I feel like I needed a very news voice for that, but it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> well, you could try again.
1: I don't know how to do that. You got to do the news voice.
0: It's ta- Is Prime Time Ready for Its First Lesbian? Gail Strickland hopes so, and she's about to find out.
1: I feel like that's just like how people in your cult talk whenever they're <laughs> like, in front of you. So it's like, just ingrained in your... Hey, man,
0: can I tell you about God yeah, tell you exactly. about Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, In the interview, the actress Gail Strickland, who plays lesbian Marilyn McGrath, McGrath. gave a beautiful response to the reporter's question. In regards to her controversial role, she stated, It's not often actors get to play parts that might make a difference. The fact that somewhere, somehow, someone's perspective might be softened is important to me. My character, Marilyn, is a loving, warm professional who cares about her daughter and has been in a good relationship for four years. If that is how I'm stereotyped, then that... Then that's fine with me. My only worry was that the network wouldn't fulfill their part of the bargain. I'm sure they'll get mail, and I'm afraid they'll pull back when they get negative responses.
0: Yeah, so there was a lot of thing about like, but don't you think you'll be stereotyped as a lesbian? She's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, she's like, oh, you mean a a, a kind, caring person who's in a long-term relationship? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Mm Mm-hmm. But Strickland was exactly right about the backlash. Ultimately, the show tanked in the ratings and protests over the content caused Heartbeat to be canceled after two seasons. Yet more than 30 years of open activism by individuals in the LGBTQ community was starting to pay off. In 1986, the American channel HBO- What does
1: that one stand for?
0: I don't know. Hot I- body, I don't know, I really don't know. Something broadcasting, oh, I don't Operation? know. Operation? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm know. like curious now I'm like HBO that must stand for something too it does apparently stand, everybody's not all just throwing for in letters something.
0: they all it's like LGBTQ you think that's just random letters together it's all an acronym Paul okay so somebody please send Paul a DM of what HBO stands for so he can know because he's not going to look it up I won't <laughs> you're right <laughs> so the American channel HBO partnered with Canadian television to feature the short drama The Truth About Alex a story of a young gay teenager who is outed in his best friend's journey to accepting Alex's orientation the made for TV movie went on to win two of Canada's Gemini Awards which is similar to their Emmys and America's Golden Eagle Award which was presented by the Sign Foundation in Washington DC I've never heard of that but they won that award must be something important Yes, so three
1: years later in 1989 Canadian hit Teen drama, Degrassi produced a spin off show titled Degrassi High. The show aired on Canadian, Australian, and American television and sparked controversy as it tackled real teen issues. The most controversial was a two part episode about abortion, which would be cut out and censored for the next 15 years. But topics such as drugs, sex, suicide, and gay rights also got to the show into trouble. Eventually, Degrassi High would be canceled after two seasons. Yet the popularity published yet another spin off into uh, into degrassi next generation and remains a cult favorite show to this day it was the perfect introduction into the explosion of queer exposure the 90s brought
0: to tv and canada loves degrassi like that thing has been going on i've heard South a lot gone. about it but i've never actually watched I never it. watched it either sorry canada but like like everybody talks about degrassi and like i have no idea but it's been going on in one form or another for like ever we cannot understate the importance of 90s television in relation to lgbtq activism while censorship was heavy and protests were frequent nevertheless the 90s did come through in the end we'll start with an obscure show that seemed to be about 10 years too early Oranges aren't the only fruit. They aired on British broadcasting channel BBC in 1990. Look, there's another one that you know. B- IBC, I know. I put know most anything. of these in here. I don't know why I didn't put HBO. You're like, I just know. want
1: Paul to be confused for the rest of the episode.
0: Nobody cares. HBO is HBO. Like, BBC, <laughs> like, you know that's British broadcasting channel. But now, HBO, it's like, what is it? Home broadcasting? I don't Operation. know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The plot centered around a young woman raised in an evangelical home who realized she is a lesbian. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Uh, it sounds familiar. But I don't know. <laughs> only three episodes were made, but the show <laughs> only three episodes were made, but the show managed to cause quite an outcry for its lesbian scenes and perceived attack on the evangelical faith. Still, it also gained great critical acclaim and won the BAFTA Award in Britain and the Glad Limited TV Series Award in America. In fact, Oranges Aren't the Only Fruit left such a lasting impact that in 2010, The Guardian ranked it as number eight for the best TV dramas of all time. Wow. Yeah. I like feel like it's only three later. episodes.
1: I can do that. Yeah, I think I you could look, swing it. I, think I should look into that. You should. Throughout the mid-90s, many popular TV shows in Canada, Britain, and the States all featured occasional queer characters or episodes centering around queer issues. To their credit, Canada did try to launch Tales of the City in 1993, a strictly LGBTQ-oriented show, but outcry caused producers to pull the plug after a 10 se- oh, I thought it said 10 second. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> One guy kisses her like, that's it, it's done, pull it.
1: No, it just, the episode starts and they're just like having sex and they're like, nope, nope. <laughs> After a 10-episode run, not seconds, for the record. For most of the early 90s, shows were forced to keep to quick and simple storylines for queer appearances, almost all of which featured lesbian or gay characters and ever rarely showed other representations of the queer alphabet. The first on-screen lesbian kiss in America was aired in 1991 on the widely popular L.A. Law. Canada's family passion featured a short storyline about a lesbian couple wanting to adopt. And of course, who could forget Ross's ex-wife on Friends, who later came out as a lesbian. The show also featured a lesbian wedding and attracted over 36 million viewers to watch it unfold.
0: Yeah, very big. Very. Do you, have you ever watched Friends? Nope. Okay.
1: Never an episode.
0: You just lose us viewers every time you do this. <laughs> I and, don't watch I, you TV. Know what, no. You know what? It was really sad. The only per- person I didn't include in this is RuPaul, which we did an entire. How did you? We not, did an entire show know. about RuPaul, so you can go back and listen to it. But that, he was only, very
1: influential. You know,
0: he was very influential. But uh, that wasn't. I didn't do a lot about reality t- TV. I was doing more like regular, like television. Fuck RuPaul, right? RuPaul. Uh, Ru- has now a we're whole never fucking episode. Now we're never gonna him. be guest judges. <laughs> Whatever. So as the decade continued to progress, gay characters were no longer a mere glimpse appearance. Now they were recurring. Now they were recurring figures in popular shows. Though often their entire character development was singru- singularly focused on the individual's orientation. I put a lot of big words in there for mm. me. I'm <laughs> ah.
1: glad you got it. Ah,
0: yeah. In Britain, the show This Life centered around five housemates, one of which was openly gay and spent quite a bit of time in therapy over his orientation. Canada ran a similar theme in the show Liberty Street, which told the story of tenants in an apartment building. Like This Life, in Liberty Street, one of the main characters was a a gay man who lived openly and often navigated the threats of discrimination. In many ways, the portrayals of the burdens of gay people did aid in garnering public sympathy. However, it reduced the characters to one-dimensional and did not allow audiences to see queer people as fully whole and human. So that's like a big ongoing like comment now. Like yes, like we wanted gay representation and queer representation on TV, and that was good. And you, you can argue like you had to take it a step at a time, mm-hmm. but it made it like all about like if it's not about you being discriminated against or you ha- dying of AIDS or something extreme.
1: Why are you on our show?
0: Exactly, right? Like you're you're just taking up space. We right. want the sad sob story, or we don't want to see you. Like we don't want to just see you uh, having a romantic dinner with your partner we don't want to right. just see you dancing together like we want to see the nitty-gritty keep the intimacy out of it
1: mm-hmm. in america things had really taken off in respect to queer representation on tv the show relativity featured what some hardcore fans consider the first real lesbian kiss <laughs> of course you know how people Oh, yeah. that
0: one la law wasn't the first real lesbian that kiss. wasn't
1: real this is what qualifies it to be a real kiss in <laughs> 1997 the scene between actress lisa edelstein and And Kristen DiTillo, hoping I'm saying that right, was quite a steamy one to be sure. And it also featured the first on-screen kiss between two actual queer women. They weren't just pretending. Yeah. Well, acting. acting, Exactly. (laughs) But also... That's what what they do on those things? They act. (laughs) I thought it was all pretend.
0: But also people said because the one on L.A. Law, which I watched, I watched both of these scenes a couple times for research for research. Purposes. Yes, exactly. And so the one on LA law was just like, it was a closed mouth kiss and mm-hmm. this was an open mouth makeout session. And okay. that's why people are like, that's the real. First They're both kiss. kisses, but yeah, I can whatever.
1: see the first, um, intimate kiss. You could yeah. Say both that. of
0: them were landmarks in their own way. Right.
1: Um, Another landmark was the hugely popular teen show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was one of the first shows tailored to young people that featured a recurring gay character, and if you know anything about American television, you know that character was Willow, one of Buffy's best friends course, even though the series dropped in 1997, Willow wouldn't come out until the early 2000s. Still, the show's openness to queer themes has left a lasting impression on on many LGBTQ millennials and vampires and queer just go hand in hand.
0: They just do. Because
1: vampires are such like I don't necessarily want to say such sexual beings, but they're Mm -hmm. such um What is that word? Fluid? No, they're such Sexualized. What's the word? They are sexualized. No, when they're, um, oh my God. What is the word when you're like, are really into something in sex? Like fetishized. Feti- oh, fet- fetishized. Yes, yes, that's the word.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm yes. like hmm yeah. <laughs> digging well, through my dictionary of words <laughs>
1: like what's the right word?
0: I think that also just the whole realm of like mythical like opens it up. Like it does, if you're yeah. just talking about regular, you know, my neighbor next door is gay, I don't want to see that. But if you're talking about this entire fantasy world, then you'd be like, "Oh, well those people can be gay. That's right. fine." You know. Those so, aren't
1: good Christians. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, that's actually <laughs> how
0: they introduced Willow as a character. Like it was in one episode where like she splits into two people, and her alter ego is gay, and like kind of tells her like, "Hey, bitch, you're gay," and then was like, "By what? the way,
1: <laughs> I, I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked at Buffy that way. What are you talking about?"
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So the, the that but it, yeah the whole like that whole uh, idea that whole world uh, you know allows it to open up because mm-hmm. you know you know you're playing with things. Yet things were moving in other parts of the world as well. In Canada, they brought back Tales of the City and another 10 episodes adaptation titled More Tales of the City. Real quick. Real
1: clever. Oh you no, know.
0: Canada's been doing this for 30 years, Paul. They've <laughs> just been bringing it out with more tales and another tale of the city, like literally additional 30, tales of the city. Uh, no, literally, that's one of them.
1: <laughs> like, Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I swear to God. There's a there's one that just came on again, and I don't know what it's like. Tales, tales of, of the, the city, city again. again. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but whatever, they're making it work. So, once again, the series ran only briefly, but the transgender character, Miss Mag- Madrigal, Mrs. It's, it sounds Mrs. Madrigal, which it sounds almost like magical when you hear it. Uh, the transgender character, Mrs. Madrigal, comes out, making the character, marking the character as a trans icon. So, one of the first, like, real, like, recurring mm. positive characters. And of course, perhaps the most well-known queer show of the 90s came in right at the very end. In 1998, Will and Grace premiered. Love Will and Grace. I know. I have a
1: lot of my personality from Karen. Mm
0: -hmm. I identified
1: most with her than... You are Karen. I literally identified with Karen (laughs) over any of the gay characters. I was like, no, I'm definitely Karen.
0: Yep. (laughs) Literally the only show on all of this that Paul has probably watched. The only one. We have watched many, many episodes of Will and Grace over and over again. Mm -hmm. So the the show premiered and would run as one of the most successful sitcoms of the era. The show... Featured not one, but two gay men. Two. A fag hag and a sexually fluid alcoholic as its main (laughs) cast. (laughs) It won 16 Emmys and was nominated over 80 times. To this day, it is hard to find many people who have not seen at least one Will & Grace episode. And even its revival more than 15 years later still draws moderately high ratings. They're in like their third season as a revival. That's pretty I should
1: watch the revival. I haven't committed time to it, but I know that I loved it so much growing up that I really should... I mean, I don't know why I haven't. It's just because I'm not into TV now that I'm going to... Like, I just... Yeah. It's just because I don't like TV.
0: I mean, it's definitely not as good as the original. It's never going to be. there. Right. are No, older. there's too much... They're very political now. Yeah. But... Too much comedy
1: gold and, like, you yeah. can't recreate... The essence of what makes something good Like you can do your best to be like Okay this is a good show But it'll never recreate the actual That's why sequels are never as good Yeah Because you can't recreate that magic That like just made it work
0: Well that shock And like that Like you get used to like The same It's like why series end Mm -hmm. Right Because by like the 7th, 8th, ninth season You can anticipate What's gonna make you laugh And you still love the show Because of what it gave you But it's not the the same Mm -hmm. You know So that And that's why Yeah But But the Oh man The original series it's just like the first four to five seasons. The funniest thing, mm-hmm. like my top comedy shows of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Karen's character, what's her name? Uh, Megan Mullally's character. Mm-hmm. It's- Amazing! It is. It's wow. brilliant
1: because brilliant. it's like what I always aspired to be. Yeah, but I never reached that level because exactly. I would like because she would get drunk and be hilarious, and then I would get drunk and I would like fall. So like <laughs> I just never <laughs> like got to that level. You want to be that funny? You know, uh, you know who doesn't
0: get enough credit? Actually, I, for me, Deborah Messing. I love Deborah Messing. I thought she was great in that. She's the redhead, Grace. Grace.
1: <laughs> Why didn't he just say Grace? Okay. Nobody knows her real name.
0: Yes, they do. Deborah. Me- A lot of people know who Deborah Messing is. Oh. I've never seen her in anything after that that I really liked. I'm sorry, Deborah Messing. I know you're listening to this, but. Um I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff but I loved her in Will and Grace. I don't know. I thought I she was so underrated. I think that because she was
1: not because the show had so much shock value and she was yeah. I don't want to say just a straight woman but like when you're in <laughs> yeah. a, you know what I mean? Like when you're in a gay show and you're like the straight friend, the straight yeah. bag hag like you're kind of a back character as well, compared yeah. to like all the shock, shock value of everyone else
0: well she was supposed to be like the supporting character right i mean even though it was will and grace like she she fed but like there was just i just felt like it was a lot of underrated like her her comedic value was oh she was definitely very, good but you know. she
1: just you know she wasn't in the spotlight so she never got that attention yeah
0: exactly But
1: it wasn't just sitcoms and drama that made people pay attention to queer issues. The Real World was one of the first popular reality shows in mainstream culture. And in its cast, it featured a gay man named Sean living with HIV. The show also aired his same-sex ceremony with his boyfriend. Sadly, Sean passed away just hours after the 1994 season finale of The Real World. But the increase in queer visibility, no doubt, inspired many others, including popular sitcom star Ellen DeGeneres, who came out on her show during the Puppy episode in 1997. The episode won Ellen a Peabody, Peabody. Wait, Peabody. No, sorry, I, we're on the East Coast. Okay. I'm triggered. Like I had got yelled at so many times. Peabody Award and cancellation of her show. It would be several years before she would find much success in entertainment. However, that all changed with. The, deb- the, de- bleh, why the debut, can, the de- I do de- 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 I'm having a seizure over here. <laughs> that all changed with the debut of her iconic talk show,
0: Ellen. Yeah, and we are going to be covering Ellen at the beginning of the year. If it's not in February, it might be the end of January, but I promise it will be in the first like couple months. Um, you have to cover And she's going to be on the podcast, so yeah, get yeah, ready for coming, that. Yeah. She, okay. uh, we're going to be on the show. Paul is lying to you, all of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could just you know, like tweet her. I feel like, the thing, I feel like if
1: everybody tweeted Ellen... It could happen. Oh,
0: she's going to show up and be on our podcast? No, but
1: she might invite us to our show. So everybody (laughs) just needs to tweet Ellen, and then we'll record a little clip with her on the show, Mm -hmm. and then she'll be on our podcast. Okay, yeah. So everybody tweet Ellen.
0: Please, yes. Well, the thing with, like, you know, like there's so much controversy, I feel, uh, around Ellen right now, just in general. Like, uh, just the younger careers Mm -hmm. are like, you know, she's not doing enough. And I get, I'm not going to debate that Ellen isn't out of touch or she's she could do more i'm not gonna b- debate any of that but i am gonna say you also have to appreciate what what someone did do for the community like you right. could say you're not doing enough now you need to step up i get that holding people accountable mm-hmm. but there's also like ellen did so much more for the queer community than we will ever really understand yep
1: like and the thing is you can't expect somebody to commit their entire existence and their entire life and their entire career to doing stuff for the queer community would it be nice and incredible absolutely yeah but you can't just expect somebody who's done so much to just, I mean, I'm probably gonna get people mad at me, but like (laughs) it's somebody's life. They have to live their own life too. And yes, they could be doing more, but also they've done so much. Yeah. Like, don't they deserve a break at some point?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what people are like, well, yeah, but who's going to be there to turn around and help us? And I get all that. That's what I mean. That's why I'm like. I agree with like holding her accountable. I agree with that, but I'm also right. I still appreciate what she's done. Mm -hmm. Like, and if she like, there's so many good, uh, queer icons that are stepping up now that are you know that yeah it's time to carrying the, the message forward that i'm like yeah let's carry let's let them carry the message forward mm-hmm. you know and yeah ellen's rich now and she probably like no i definitely don't think like yeah like the whole thing with her being friends with george bush like i get it it's shitty why is she friends with the guy that right. that that prohibited us but also i don't know <laughs> i don't know what to say about it I just think, I just, I just appreciate the Ellen from that moment, the Ellen from the nineties and two thousands that like gave us where we are today. And mm-hmm. if the Ellen today doesn't want to move forward, then, you know, I think she's missing out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think she, she could uh, be
1: part of something great. I mean, she's already got her show, but she could be part of another, um, era. Um, yeah, another era.
0: Yeah, she could be, maybe she'll come around. Who knows? Maybe she'll realize that, you know, being friends with the rich doesn't really pay off or maybe she, she that's just who she is now. She's Maybe. a rich bitch. A possibility, you know, and uh, she's she's left us all behind in the dust. I don't know. All the all the rich are gonna fall whenever the revolution happens. So, whatever. <laughs>
1: This podcast is intended to inspire peace you know, love, and radicalism. <laughs> no, please do not listen unattended or unless you don't want to be part of the radical movement.
0: <laughs> no, someone said something really great. They were talking about Beyonce and they're like, when the revolution happens, yes, Beyonce is going to lose all her money, but she can stay. And that's how I feel about Ellen. Yes. When the mm-hmm. revolution happens, is Ellen going to lose all her money? Yeah. But I think she could stay.
1: Let me tell you, something's going to happen because way too many people are getting way too mad in this country. Oh yeah. And, um, You see what's happening all around the world in Japan like there's these riots people are occupying schools burning schools like it's getting crazy and if this country continues to get like we're not experiencing it because I feel like we have um, we just have more. Yeah. Like I I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why it's taking so long for some kind of revolution here. Mm -hmm. We probably have it better than most other places. I don't know. But something's going to happen eventually. Yep.
0: Oh yeah. No, no doubt. There is no doubt something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an all-out war or it's just a toppling from government. I mean, we're really we're we're past due. When you mm-hmm. look at history, we're well way past due. We are. For another uh another shaking things up. Hopefully it's not bloody and violent. Yeah, I
1: don't want any violence. No. Please don't hurt anybody, but something's going to happen.
0: Don't hurt anybody unless they start coming for us and then we bunker down.
1: Carrie and I nice fight like you. hell
0: bitches. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Now, while the 90s certainly shoved the door open. (laughs) Thanks, Alan. (laughs) Open. The 2000s took a wrecking ball and leveled the entrance. Remember how we mentioned that the first female-to-female kiss aired in 1991? Well, in 2000, networks still had not allowed two men to be aired kissing on scripted television. So a few shows decided to take matters into their own hands. One was the popular teen drama Dawson's Creek. Did you ever watch that? Nope. Okay. Okay. Samantha made a, me watch that whenever we first started dating, and I'm actually not disappointed. <laughs> which finally allowed gay characters Jack and Ethan to kiss during the season three finale. Like I guess they dated the whole time, <laughs> and they, and just they never, never kissed. Yeah, and it's so, they it's always, so weird now. They <laughs>
1: always sat like a foot apart. <laughs> yeah, like they're
0: dating. They're a couple. Another show was Will and Grace, which made a fun which made fun of network TV's avoidance of male on male affection. During an episode, Will and Jack went to go protest this cause outside of the Today Show. And in frustration, Will plants a big kiss on the unsuspecting Jack. Though the kiss was comical, it still got the point across. Mm-hmm.
1: A watershed for queer television, though, began in April of 1999 when Britain's Channel 4 aired the show Queerest Folk. While people had been coming around to the idea of LGBTQ representation on TV, the sex-charged first episode of the hour-long drama was shocking for many and delightful for others, causing the popularity of the show to carry across the ocean to America and Canada. In 2000, Showtime launched the American version of Queer as Folk to rave reviews and raving protesters. That didn't stop the groundbreaking network from running the show for the next five seasons. Or from launching the similar series, The L Word, in 2004, a show that any good lesbian has seen today. Or if you haven't seen it, that means you're a bad lesbian. (laughs) Unless you're in Britain and prefer the UK version, Lip Service. I really like that name. That's a good name. Lip Service. That's a good name.
0: I I like both shows, but Lip Service, really? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: That's a great name. Are you kidding me?
0: I like the L word. No, that's okay.
1: Lip (laughs) Service. That's like a brilliant name. That's the name of our next podcast. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. so throughout the 2000s queer television continued to evolve the show Noah's Ark Aired on Logo TV in 2005 and became the network's most popular series. It centered around the stories of black and Latino gay men in Los Angeles. And to this day is one of the few series which has so prominently featured queer people of color. Despite its high ratings, the show was abruptly canceled after the season two finale. And to this day, no one was has given a solid reason as to why the show was dropped, despite being the network's most popular series. It was their highest rating.
1: So one of the characters probably fucked one of the producers. <laughs> And the husband found out, or the boyfriend found out, and there was a whole lot of drama in the canceled. You think so? That's think what so? happened, I'm telling uh, you. Wow. All right. well, That's w- why Willem was kicked off Drag Race.
0: Well, I'm not surprised at horror. <laughs> 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 so it would be 12 years before we would see another show that focused on queer people of color the same way. So like, really, there's just like, there's nothing out there. Um, and you can actually, I believe, I don't know if you have to pay for the subscription, but you can now watch the entire uh, Noah's Ark on um, Logo's YouTube channel.
1: Oh, the YouTube so, channel? If it's yeah. on... Oh, actually, YouTube does have that new... The, like, they do the yeah, that new thing, that so I have thing. no
0: idea. I didn't look into it, but you, i you know, check it out and see. So.
1: Along the way, several breakout shows with strong queer themes, or which centered around LGBTQ issues, hit the mainstream. Modern Fam... Modern. Modern Family, featuring two gay dads and numerous gay characters, has earned 22 Emmys in its 11-year run. As well as a host of other awards and critical acclaim as one of the most popular sitcoms of all time several uh, several other popular shows such as america's the fosters and orange is the new black as well as britain's skins and sugar rush and canada's schitt's creek oh have you watched any schitt's creek it's actually pretty good all of schitt's creek i I know that one (laughs) yes i love it (laughs) have all continued to incorporate queer themes into mainstream television And these are only a fraction of the countless LGBTQ centric shows that are out there.
0: Yeah, like it's so different now. Like I could not name all the shows that have queer characters, queer. Yeah. Oh,
1: actually, the 100. Yeah. The main uh, female character is a lesbian. Well, she's bisexual.
0: She's bisexual. She's bisexual. Yeah, I started to watch that a couple times. It's really good. I know. It's not
1: too too scary for you. I know. Nothing's going to jump out and scare you. But it's really good. And the main character is a bisexual woman. So well, that's everybody, pretty
0: cool. Every show that comes out now has some like gay character mm-hmm. or gay thing or something. Like, it's like they're trying
1: to monopolize on our community. Yeah. But I love I mean, when people get so angry about that. They're <laughs> just pandering like, to what? the community. Okay. So sorry. you don't want representation in there? We'll you go want back to the, the, the representation, 80s. but you don't
0: want the... What? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Like, what? I don't know what you want. Right. Like, they're just trying to pander to us. Yes, please pander to me because I love seeing queer representation right? in the shows. You know what I didn't put in here? Hmm. My coming out show, Glee. I didn't put oh, that in Oh, Glee there. was
1: wonderful. That yeah. was such a, like, that helped me so much in, yeah. like, that time of my life. Just seeing them in high school being normal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was such a great thing so, for me to see
0: well that's why i say like i wasn't in high school because i was a little older than mm-hmm. you but that glee is why i came out because mm-hmm. it was the first thing that i ever saw that had a positive uh gay character in it mm-hmm. and i was like oh and also i had a huge crush on whoever paid played quinn danielle something i don't remember. i it. forgot i forgot whoever the whoever played quinn the blonde cheerleader like the dumb I, one not the dumb not oh. Britney. No. The the pretty one <laughs> oh, that Brittany dates Britney S. Piercer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not Britney. No, the the pretty one that dates that um that Rachel steals, whatever. Anyways, I had a huge crush on her. Like that was the first I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. And I was married and I was like Something's yep. wrong here, yeah, so, something's, some dots are not like, connected. I'm not thinking about the the um, quarterback, I'm thinking about her, so. Mm-hmm. So in most recent years, transgender and non-binary people are now seeing proper representation on screen. So um, despite all the progress that we've made, Almost no trans or non binary individuals. Mm-hmm. The breakout show Transparent on Amazon featured a transgender woman who begins her transition much later in life. On the flip side, earlier this year, Amazon also released the show Euphoria, which features a horde of young, gender, and sexually fluid people and stars several queer artists. Uh, Zendaya is in there. Uh, Cannot recommend that show enough. Love it. In keeping with the strong theme, Canada released another miniseries in the Tales of the City story. This one, though, is much more diverse in cultures and expressions. And for the low representation of queer people of color, 12 years after Noah's Ark, Pose made its debut. Which,
1: by the way, I'm still on season one because I don't watch TV, but I have started Pose. It is great. If you haven't, okay, you have watched it. Yes, I have. So great.
0: Good. So damn good. Mm-hmm. And it's on Hulu right now, I think and at least the first maybe, two. Maybe I don't Hulu know. It's on some it's on one of the Hulu or Netflix. It's the first two seasons. Um, this is a show that focuses on queer, black, queer, black and Latino people. But that also deeply shines a light on trans women of color. Um, mm-hmm. Just ex- It's so well done. It, I think they just won their first Emmy. It's just so good. It's incredible.
1: It made me feel so many emotions in a single episode yeah. that I was blown away. I was like, this is just, it was a work of art.
0: The, the direction, the acting, the mm-hmm. writing, everything about it is fantastic.
1: Yeah, so we started this timeline in the 1970s and almost 50 years later, we're finally starting to see the representation we need. Yes, it's taken us a long time to get here. The new premiere for The L Word promises a future in queer TV as diverse as our community. We can only hope it won't take us another 50 years to appreciate the impact TV representation can have on a society. As presidential candidate Joe Biden once said, and no, this is not at all an endorsement.
0: Just quoting the guy. Right. <laughs> Will and Grace probably did more. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> that's Bernie. It's <laughs> that <is> Bernie. <laughs> we can only do Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: That I guess that just says yeah. something. Yep. Will and Grace probably did more to educate the American public than almost anyone has ever done so far. <laughs> this
0: oh. is such a it's, Biden that's, statement. It's
1: very Biden. <laughs> Let me tell you something <laughs> to start with that, right? The statement certainly devalues the decades of LGBTQ activism, but it does show the power of television and most importantly, the power of exclusion and inclusion. Maybe also maybe always continue to work towards inclusion.
0: Yes, it had to end with that thing. I'll, of course, Biden would be like, "Yeah, Will and Grace. That's 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 what made gay.
1: That's the thing that launched. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> that's the thing that's that launched everything. All of this. All you see, Gay Pride, Will and Grace. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's probably the only queer thing he's ever paid attention to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. To. But the re- the sad thing is that he is like most white, straight, cisgender people. Like mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that they've ever seen. That's Made them like, oh, okay, I guess gay people aren't out right. there just molesting folks right left and right, right? You know, um, and so yeah, but yeah, inclusion, folks. That's what we need to keep striving. Always
1: for. work towards inclusion. I'm gonna say it again. When you go to the bar, if you see that person sitting at the bar all by themselves, um, they look a little scared or nervous. Just say hi. They don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. But you yeah. know, try yeah, to try don't to include. Right, don't <laughs> harass them, but try to include people who might normally be on the outskirts of the. The community, make them feel welcome exactly. because all it takes is one person telling you that you're okay to make you feel better.
0: That's right. Exactly. And we don't have a recommended resource because your recommended resource should be any of the shows that we've just mentioned.
1: Absolutely. You should go
0: in, you should watch them. We're giving you permission to sit around on the holidays. And Especially catch if you get snowed in. Thing. Just yeah. binge watch an entire series. Yeah. I mean, if you like, just let me, what do you want to watch? Hulu, we got, we've got Pose um i think it's
1: netflix i really do but it could be i don't think
0: it's netflix i'm looking right now literally i'm gonna pull this up on my phone before i have to delete all my apps because we can't afford them anymore (laughs) (laughs) download all the content now download it all nope you're right
1: (laughs) yeah i thought i was right
0: rupaul's drag race is on um, the first five seasons Yeah, so that's on um and that's on hulu um So Netflix has Pose, so Mm -hmm. you should definitely get caught up on that. Amazon Euphoria, please watch Euphoria. I mean, you gotta Zendaya, like she's like this gender fluid, queer person that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. She also plays a recovering drug addict, so you know, like that pulls my heart a little bit. And she's in love with a trans girl, so. Just got everything in it. Not that you care because you're not going to watch diddly shit. No, or- I'll
1: watch it because you know what? What? With the, with the winter coming up mm-hmm. and having more free time, I have more time to watch things. I watched three episodes of a show yesterday.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: It's called Electric Dreams. It's on Amazon. What's it about? Uh, It's like Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was some queer stuff on there, but I don't really remember because I smoked a little <laughs> bit of beer before I started watching it. So Black I-
0: Mirror has uh, had an episode with uh, Miley Cyrus on it, right? Yes. Okay. I think there is queer themes in that, but I yeah, don't know. Yeah,
1: it's a very, like, new... And it's all about um, future... Oh, actually, yeah. Uh, Electric yeah. Dreams. The first episode has a lesbian couple. Oh, there you so go. There so,
0: you go. Oh, and also, of course, uh, Modern Family and Will and Grace is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you just want, like, something funny.
1: And if you, you want know. something free, I'm sure that... YouTube. On YouTube has probably yeah. at least some episodes of something. There's all kinds of free resources, or you um, can
0: watch any of the clips that I mentioned. Watch the first lesbian kiss. Mm-hmm. Watch relativity. No also, things. if
1: you're really in need, you can go Pornhub. They have lots of content on there. <laughs> so you can see all kinds of stuff on Not there. Not that
0: I would ever watch anything on Pornhub, but I did run across this film that had it was very well done because it started with like this girl in this girl's home, like being told like she, she's she's got to cure her lesbian. And then, it, then it like went into. <laughs> then she's getting fisted. That basically, yeah, she was curing her lesbian in her in her residential home. It was a well-tailored film. I just I don't remember where I found it, but it was you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, stay queer.
0: Don't get lobotomy We
1: love you, our little allied hookers. And little
0: succulent and Our
1: proud homocrats.
0: And have yourself a sodomy circus, a sodomy Christmas,
1: a sodomy Christmas have circus. Have
0: yourself a sodomy Christmas. We're gonna get
1: sued. Bye. Bye.